Hey, Stellar Woman fans, I'm your host, Mary Rectoris. And I'm your guest co-host, Blair Heidenreich, and I am so excited to be here. Stellar Women shines a light on leaders making their mark in tech. Excited to have you on, Blair, and Blair will be filling in as my co-host for Meal today. So let's get to today's guest. We are really, really pumped for today's dynamic duo to join us on the Stellar Woman Podcast. We have Mary Mack, who has been on the Stellar Woman Podcast before, and then we have Kaylee Walstead, who's making her, I believe, her first official appearance. Whoop, whoop. I'm more excited than you are. I'd probably say that's accurate. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are just rock stars, and we love what you're doing. Well, that means a lot coming from you both, so we love to hear that. We will take all compliments. <laughs> but uh, today we're discussing an important topic to us and many of us in the industry: mental health. Before diving in, let's um, let's go with the latest stellar women segment highlight of the week. What this is is a quick way to share something fun or eventful that happened to you either this week or the past weekend. Um, I'll go first to get the ball rolling. I closed on a condo. And Blair, awesome, wild, and um, my husband and I painted two rooms um, in an entryway without any major fights. I was like anticipating it the whole time with the trim. Divorces, yay! Nope. (laughs) So, Mary, you want to go ahead and tell us your? I am half vaccinated. (laughs) Mary, that's great. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. That Kaylee, you had just gotten vaccinated. And Mary, you were you and I were both looking for vaccinations. We were looking so. for appointments, man. <laughs> yep. Congratulations. I'm half vaccinated as well. So very excited about that. Oh, that's great. From our <laughs> last conversation where you two didn't have appointments but wanted them. What getting that first vaccine does for your mental health. Yes. Seriously. It's I took a huge like I found that like literally like my shoulders moved down. I didn't realize that I was maybe feeling a little down or a little just blue with life. Do you know what I mean? Till I, I like, oh my gosh, my whole family went and got their first vaccine. And now we've all um, gotten our second one last week. But just that first one, I felt lighter and like, oh, the light was so bright at the end of my tunnel. Well, the other thing, Blair, is you said, you know, your shoulders relaxed. And I don't know if you've ever done any um, Qigong. There's a, these uh, exercises in this in this particular discipline. And one of the commands is, relax your shoulders, because we, <laughs> we carry so much tension in our shoulders. Kaylee, your highlight of the week, I know that you said, like, your family's vaccinated, but I want to give you a shout out if you have any other highlights you want to talk about. Well, getting our vaccines has enabled my family to gather once again. I'm in Minnesota, and I last year, uh, my son and I turned our garage into a living room. The barbecue was open for biz. We were together for like three hours, eating food and, you know, those very normal things that we take for granted. Just, it made me feel normal. But today I got a chance to get out of the apartment for a half hour and take my dog slash child slash soulmate to the park and we frolicked <laughs> around and it- dive right into it let's let's get to the cues mary 
Let's just start on a personal note. I think this is a very personal topic, mental health and talking about mental health. Gailey, why does this matter to you, prioritizing and talking about mental health and wellness? Living through this pandemic and this last over a year where it isn't just about COVID, right? We've had social unrest and issues and extreme weather and over 12 months of unprecedented events that I want to go back to precedented so badly. I think that, again, just going back to how we all felt just getting our first vaccine, right? Our stress levels are higher. They're not the same as they were pre-pandemic. And many of us don't realize that we're operating at this higher level of stress and challenges sometimes seem way more challenging. And some days are darker than other days. And we're in our four walls all the time, which is why, again, the first vaccine made us all feel lighter, like, I can get the hell out of my four walls. (laughs) So being able to talk about that is really important and has been really important. Um, Mary Mack, at the very beginning of the pandemic, because she is brilliant and the queen of e-discovery, told me, Kaylee, we have got to have a community support call. We need to start it now. People are going to need a place to talk freely and safely and feel supported through this time. We're in our 58th week today, so over a year. Every week we've had maybe somebody new join. We've had people that have never missed one of the 58 weeks. And every week has had its own culture, every single week. And so people are in all kinds of different spaces, but everybody comes, everybody intently listens, and everybody encourages and offers support. I don't know what I would have done during this time. I didn't have that personal outlet. Um, And I know that a lot of people don't have that. They don't have a safe space or place or person to um, share thoughts with regards to their own mental health. So I think that's why. Podcasting is obviously not a visual medium, but Mary and I looked like bobbleheads because our heads were nodding so much. I loved what Kaylee said about um, wanting to get back to precedented times. It's like, (laughs) I want to have like an hour in a, an hour moment in a grocery store where I'm just like perusing the wines and the cheeses and not like, you know, looking kind of like a hawk for like, where is this person behind me? Like, have I done this? So I really, really can't wait for precedented times. <laughs> Mary, what about you? When I was going for the bar, there was this thing called character and fitness. And, you know, as a result, a lot of the law students that I came up with, including myself, didn't take advantage of mental health treatment because of the fear that uh, character and fitness would get into the records and blah, 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 which is a very real fear. And I think in some states, it's still still an accurate one. And I really could have used some mental health. My father passed during my first semester Uh, in law school. And I didn't grieve that properly until years later when I did get some mental health assistance. And so between the law having that kind of a look down your nose at or make it be uh, something you could be blackballed over, and then we're in legal tech. 
Uh, so tech is very binary. It's like, is it black? Is it white? There's very few shades of gray, although now that we're into AI and all that, there is there are some shades of gray. But I think in the technology field, we tend to treat our bodies as mechanical objects and without a repair cycle necessarily. <laughs> and, 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 and so just knowing the difference that mental health assistance can can give a person from a from a personal standpoint i had come up in chicago during the aids crisis and during that um, situation especially early there was a lot of conflicting information there wasn't a lot of uh, government support and people basically had to piece part things together themselves just of how to behave, how to get themselves through the epidemic, as well as just normal things like who's going to bring the groceries and does somebody have somebody to look in on somebody. And so I felt like we needed to, that's why we did our support call. And that's why I'm an advocate, but also um, employee assistance programs and, and publicizing those and making sure that people know that there's a, there is some help. Because whether you're somebody by yourself who needs checking in on or whether you're with a family that's like crowding you out (laughs) or crowding your thoughts out or or whatever, uh, we all have our own different stressors. And to have a place to deal with that, I think it's just uh, I think it's it's just the human and the right thing to do. I love how you brought up like the epidemic, um, the AIDS epidemic that happened and like how there was, I'm, I'm sure if like support groups were more open, like, cause we've been seeing more openness with mental health and health in general. Just wonder how that would have altered the, the course of history, if you will. But Kaylee, have you seen any instances where a lack of understanding um, impacted you or an individual you're close to? I think that both Mary and I have seen that, which is why we want to talk about it. We want to have conversations that stimulate new conversations. The more people that we can have feel comfortable to say, yeah, I'm struggling. Yes, I've struggled. And here's what I did. And this is what's helped me. We've had weekly conversations like that with our support group, but we've also had conversations with people who really needed help that we couldn't support them. They needed more professional mental health and the encouragement that it's okay to say, I need that and reach out and get it. And I think the employee assistance program is such a good one, like Mary brought up, that so many people have available to them immediately at no cost. I think you bring up just like such a good point about like ending the stigma. There is just such a stigma of saying you need help. And those three sessions can either help you pivot as you open up a greater conversation about therapy in someone's life. A lot of people, um, therapy has just like never been an option. So when someone's Mm -hmm. presented with an option, Mm -hmm. it opens up like a whole new world. I think society has come further than maybe a couple generations, but Not everybody knows a lot about mental health. Most people don't. And then it can be viewed with incompetence. And that's the last thing Mm -hmm. uh, an aspirational young professional or any professional wants associated with them. So what do you advise for people who may be a little bit more reticent to talk about mental health for fear of people might question their abilities to succeed or thrive in a workplace? During this time of pandemic? Everybody has struggled with anxiety at one point or another. And so even just mild depression or a lack of wanting to move, meaning sincerely, like, I don't want to get out of bed today. Those types of things are situational for the pandemic. 
but I would say that because of this, a lot more people will have empathy and are more willing to have the discussion. And so you have to start somewhere. So who's your safe person? Find your safe person. Open up a conversation. They can uh, somebody can join our community support group. Reach out to Mary and I at info at edrm.net and have a safe place to have a conversation and have people intentionally listen and care. There are safe spaces and there are safe people, but you have to start by speaking up. Important to build up your network of safe people around you before you disclose to people that you don't know are safe or not. This is something you've never done. You don't know what your reaction will be. And it's important to have that that nice net, if you if you will, to reflect back to you that you are a, you know, a wonderful, healthy individual addressing your mental health needs. You know, you're not something less than uh, if somebody else doesn't know how to react. It's important to not randomly talk about it because, <laughs> you know, you need you want to be mindful of of your own mental health so that you don't take on more than you can bear. I really like what you're saying that you should have safe people and build that rapport so someone's reaction doesn't totally detriment you or you're mm-hmm. worried that they might mm-hmm. be questioning your competence because we can't have faith in everyone, right? So just being very... I don't want to say careful, but mindful, if you will, about who you confide in and how you confide in a way that you feel comfortable with. So I know that mental health impacts both genders. We know that it impacts every people of all different races, gender, sexual orientation. But there has been research that show, like, especially during this pandemic, women have been picking up a lot more of the burden of both work and household. And they're kind of stretched at their limit. And I'll find the exact study, but it compared men to women in terms of an increase in mental health and stress. And 27% of women reported an increase in challenges associated with mental illness compared to only 10% of men. Kind of throw this at the group, like, what is your reaction to that? And how can we encourage our male peers, family members, partners, or whomever, help us combat that for those who might be suffering from some of those challenges associated with the pandemic? I'll pick it up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I live with my uh, 27 year old son. And at the beginning Mm. of the pandemic, I found myself making breakfast, lunch and dinner over and over and over. And I would say to Mary, I'm so stressed out over all this cooking and meal planning. And I didn't realize how much of what we ate I had outsourced restaurants, let's meet up here, let's meet up there. And all of a sudden, all those options were shut down. And I was the chief cook and bottle washer around here. So I said to my son, time to learn some life skills. We've got a really nice grill and I want you to learn how to grill. And he picked that up, watched all these YouTube videos. I'm not kidding you guys, a year later, I mean, he is phenomenal phenomenal so that i think it's having the discussion like i'm really stressed out over this food prep and so we figured out ways to help alleviate um the stress and having it all be my burden so like now 
He's learned how to grocery shop and he can actually go pick out a zucchini instead of a cucumber. It's a life skill that if we weren't in the pandemic, he, I'm telling you, he wouldn't have had the time or inclination. What's your, um, what's your favorite thing that your son has made on the grill? He found this Texas guy, Kent Rollins, who's like a barbecue master. Ooh. And he, he ordered $100 worth of Kent <laughs> Rollins extra especial seasonings. He made us burgers on the grill with this seasoning and just the way that this Kent Rollins said to do it. It was like a great craft restaurant burger that I had missed. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Not just oh, yeah. a burger on the grill, but so I would say that's my most recent favorite. Good question. But Mary, um, how do you think our like male family members, friends, and colleagues can better support us during this time? You know, whether man or woman, just having those honest, direct conversations, right? That I'm sick of taking out the trash and I'm getting resentful. And even though it might seem small and take 10 seconds, like it really bothers me that I'm always doing this task. And I feel like, Blair, it's kind of like that article you wrote, Bert into a Crisp, where all these little things kind of build up within you, within you, within you. And it might seem small at the time, but it kind of festers. And we're not really having anywhere to release that energy. Mm -hmm. So I think just being way more transparent and vulnerable with our family, friends, and loved ones and our coworkers about, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? Or do you mind picking up this project that came on my plate? I'm tapped to the limit and I, I don't want to get any more burnt out or any more at my Mac. So I think it's having those transparent conversations. And two, I think that the pandemic really exasperated some societal issues that women tend to take on a lot more of the home life. So I'm hoping that this pandemic with all the research and statistics that have come out, like put a light on that. Cause I did read a disheartening article that women are, a lot of them are leaving the workforce or left the Mm -hmm. workforce early in 2020, just because they couldn't keep up with both. And It was almost setting women as a group back because we were progressing so much. But this pandemic, it'll be, I hope, not disheartening to see what the repercussions are of that and some of that. Yeah, I think it's going to be up to all of us to to help women that want to come back into the workforce. And Mm -hmm. um, safe childcare is one of those. Yeah, my mom was my mom told me that she she was like during the summers, I basically worked so that you could go to summer camp. And then I was like, I, I didn't know that it cost that much. I'm obviously mm-hmm. doggy daycare is, you know, $30 a day. But when it comes to kids, it's different. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Mary and Kaylee. It's been amazing to be um, a guest podcaster, especially with such two amazing guests. It's been so fun having you. And Blair, you've been a fantastic co-host. It's always great to work with you. And listeners, we're going to keep exploring this topic. This was just one conversation we want to continue talking about mental health and more importantly resources and ways to ensure that everybody is mentally well and supporting one another so this is a stellar woman edrm podcast crossover not sure on the branding there later in may there will be an episode coming out on kaylee and mary max podcast to dive a little bit deeper into this so we will post a link to that and please stay tuned And with that, for Stellar Women, I'm Mary Burke Torres. And I'm Blair Heidenreich. 